Coming up, the Milwaukee Bucks take down the Celtics and the Warriors keep pace in the West. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got our Locked On NBA hosts here to recap everything from last night. We're going to start off with the defending champs who faced off with a red-hot Celtics team in our biggest game. The biggest game. The Celtics have really been on a roll for months now, but playing without Jason Tatum was just a little bit too much to overcome against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and company got the win at home. Locked on Celtics takes you through the game. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked on Celtics podcast after Boston's 127-121 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they were without Al Horford. They were without Jason Tatum. Uh, no Robert Williams, obviously still. It was up to Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, and they played Sam Hauser. They played Luke Cornett in this game. A lot of these guys who don't normally get minutes were pressed into service, and the Celtics had a fourth-quarter lead. They actually had a chance to win this game. A little too much from Giannis down the stretch. Uh, too sloppy down the stretch from the Celtics. Turnovers cost them. Jalen Brown did kind of have a, a rough final couple of minutes, but when Milwaukee turns up the heat, and he was really the only option. It was a little tough for him. It's a bit of an unfair spot. It, overall, 22 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, a triple-double, his second career triple-double. Marcus Smart was 7 of 12 from 3 for 29 points, and he had 7 assists. Uh, Daniel Tice with one of his best games uh, ever, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists for him. He blew a bunny that uh, in the final 30 seconds that could have cut the lead down to two. But again, we're not looking at this as, oh, the Celtics blew this game. This was a, a valiant effort from the Celtics. It's not a moral victory. It's just a nice uh, win, a nice uh, effort in a loss here for the Celtics. All season long, I had been saying, when the Celtics are not whole, they are terrible. And they were very much not whole in this game. And they had a chance to beat the Milwaukee Bucks at Milwaukee. So I'm looking at this as a positive. I see these guys out there fighting. That gives me hope for the playoffs that even though they're, you know, they, they turned the season around, there's still some questions about, hey, you know, which Celtics, you know, this is nice that they won the 50 games. They're a good team, but there's still that early season just kind of hanging over, over their heads. So this kind of fight, this kind of effort just shows how much this team has bought into Ime Odoka, how connected they are. And look, they, they gave Milwaukee a scare. It looks like now after Philly's loss, the Celtics are in line for a potential third seed, which might actually be the sweet spot in the East. So I'll talk about all of that on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Watch the show on YouTube. The Orlando Magic fall in pretty much a pointless game for them at this point, while the Hornets use the win to secure their first winning season since 2015-2016. Locked on Magic has more postgame. This is Philip Rossreich, the host of Locked On Magic. There is just one more game to go for the Orlando Magic as they fall to the Charlotte Hornets 128-101. to uh, I mean, 
That's what this game is. Um, Mo Bamba left the game early with a sprained ankle. Jalen Suggs, Marco Fultz on minute restrictions. Jalen Suggs appeared to tweak something, probably his ankle as well, uh, in the first quarter. Really, the only positive takeaway is that the Magic did play well when Marco Fultz was on the floor. They were ahead before their starters cycled out of the game in the first quarter. Um, and that's all I got because this was a very meaningless game for the Magic and a game that meant a lot to Charlotte. Charlotte played it. Orlando didn't put up a lot of resistance and... We got one more of these things to go before we hit the required 82 games for the season. Um, that's all there is to it. Um, there was a little bit of a fight in the fourth quarter uh, when Jaden and Jalen McDaniels uh, wrapped up R.J. Hampton, Robin Lopez, Admiral Schofield, rejected for escalating the situation. That's about the only thing that happened. Maybe some frustration is boiling over for the Magic, but just one more game to go. One more game to go. Well, a lot more coming up on Locked On Magic later on. Until then, this has been Phil Rosman Wright. We saw a potential playoff preview between the 76ers and Raptors on Thursday night. The Raptors ran away with it, and Locked on Raptors says that this should scare 76ers fans come playoff time. Uh-oh, Philly. Sean Woodley here from Locked on Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 119-114 win over the Philadelphia 76ers in Toronto on Thursday night. The Raptors moved to 47-33. and Two games clear of the Chicago Bulls for the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, and they just might be set up to play the Sixers in the first round if things hold as they are right now. The big takeaway from this game is that the Sixers should be worried if that is in fact the case. Pascal Siakam showed tonight that there are very few answers on the Sixers roster for what he's doing right now. He puts together a 37-point, 12-assist, 12-rebound triple-double, one of the best games he's played as a Toronto Raptor, without a doubt. And he just relentlessly punished any matchup that he could find. Tobias Harris, no chance. Danny Green, nope. Tyrese Maxey, uh-uh. Georges Niang, James Harden, both completely lost. Even Joel Embiid had a really difficult time with Pascal Siakam's delicate footwork in the paint, his playmaking, his dump-off passes, his kickouts. It was an incredible performance from Siakam, who continues to play at a very clear all-NBA level. And at this point, it'll be a borderline travesty if he doesn't make one of the all-NBA teams and someone like, oh, I don't know, LeBron James and his 57 games played gets on there for a team that didn't even make the Western Conference play-in. That's a story for another day. We will examine Pascal Siakam's All-NBA case and so much more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors. Be sure to tune in. The Timberwolves not going quietly into the postseason. A monster night from Anthony Edwards is his career high and Locked on Wolves recaps the postseason impact this one will have for Minnesota. Ben Beacon with Locked on Wolves here. The Timberwolves held on to beat the Spurs on Thursday night by six in a game that really shouldn't have been that close behind a career-high 49 points from Anthony Edwards, at least for the moment. The Timberwolves are clinging to hope of the sixth seed in the Western Conference. Denver is leading Memphis late, uh, but at the moment, the Wolves are still in play, or the sixth seed is still in play for Minnesota. Ant scored 49. He had six made threes, 14 free-throw attempts in this game, uh, eight assists, six rebounds. He spent the final couple minutes just gunning three-pointers to try and get to that career-high, which he eventually did at the free-throw line. 21-13 and 13 from Cat, and a solid performance for him. Uh, but uh, foul trouble again, some questionable officiating, and a lot of complaints from the Timberwolves on the way that Towns was officiated. Deja Russell missed the game with hamstring soreness. This was all about Ant and Cat, and they did not disappoint. The Timberwolves' half-court defense was solid, even though they gave up 121 points. We're going to break down what the issues were in this game, but also celebrate Anthony Edwards' career high night here at Lockdown Wolves. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Wolves for all things Timberwolves. 
The Lakers have nothing left to play for after being eliminated from the postseason earlier this week, and it definitely showed last night. Locked on Lakers has the postmortem. Hey everyone, this is Brian Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked on Lakers. The Lakers continue to lose, even though they're already eliminated from the playoffs. 128-112, the final score up in uh, San Francisco against the Warriors. Um, the Lakers, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no Russell Westbrook, no Carmelo Anthony. They play a, a, an energetic game, uh, down a lot of talent. Talon Horton Tucker, 40 points, a career high. So uh, that is definitely a positive for the Lakers. But what exactly do you do with that if you're a Lakers fan and if you're Lakers management trying to figure out what exactly his role might be going forward or what his trade value would be? That is a big topic of discussion that we'll get into uh, for tomorrow's show. Make sure you tune into Locked on Lakers to check it out. The Warriors took advantage and helped improve their playoff positioning against the Lakers team that didn't have much to play for. Locked on Warriors breaks down the win and the postseason implications. Cyrus Sots is here with your Locked On Now Warriors recap. The Golden State Warriors played their last home game of the regular season at Chase Center against the downtrodden Los Angeles Lakers, who were without their three biggest stars in LeBron James. Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. The Warriors were down 81 to 78 halfway through the third quarter before an Andrew Wiggins three started a 50 to 31 run that resulted in a 128-112 victory for the Warriors. They had six players in double figures led by Clay Thompson, who scored 33 points on 12 of 22 shooting, including six of 10 from three. Clay starting to look like his old self, playing, in my opinion, his best defense of the year tonight while looking solid offensively. Jordan Poole's streak of 20-plus point games was snapped tonight. Poole finished the game with 19 points, but again, the streak ends at 17 games. Poole, meanwhile, continuing to make his case for the Most Improved Player Award. With the win, the Warriors improved to 51-29 and 29 on the year, maintaining a one-game lead over the Dallas Mavericks for the three seed with just two games left to play. The Warriors finished the season on the road Saturday at San Antonio before finishing the season Sunday at New Orleans before playoff preparations formally begin. If the season ended today, the Warriors would play the sixth seeded Denver Nuggets, who are a game back of the Utah Jazz in the lost column. I'm breaking all of this down on tomorrow's Locked On Warriors with Hall of Famer and Warriors legend Rick Barry joining me. Follow me, Cyrus Sots is on Twitter at DogSurfRocho and this program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Now NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.